0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: You know, Gary, uh, thank you very much for that. One of the things that was so stunning to me last night was... The relative candor that I think we got from former Virginia Governor Doug Wilder. Yeah, I mean, granted, he's retired from the business, so I guess he can afford to be a little more candid. But I really enjoyed hearing from him last night. I did too. I did too. Kind of an interesting thing to get a standing ovation from a crowd full of Trump Republicans. It was interesting. (laughs) What did he say? The issues in every election ever. He said what he says. It's never changed. It was four things. uh, Education, health care, basically finances, and and public safety. Is that what the fourth? Yeah. yeah. And crime. That's right. Crime, yeah. Yeah. Um, He dodged my question on what's happened with his party and how... You know, whether he thinks his own party has gone too extreme. See, he's, even at 92 or 93, I mean, he's an older man now. He's not stupid. I mean, it wasn't, I, I wouldn't say I was trying to trip him up, but I was asking a pointed question that might have been news. Had he said, you know what, John, you're right, my party's gone wild, nuts, crazy, then it might have been news. And he, I, I, you know, he was our guest. I didn't want to... um uh, belabor the point and try to pin him down on that but I really enjoyed hearing from him Howard on the other hand Howard Gutman, you know who does the show on Saturday um, as I see it (laughs) Howard's big time Democrat I like Howard I consider Howard to be a friend but he started making me mad last night I had to calm myself down even on the stage I was seated right next to Howard so there's nowhere for me to go but You know, he repeated about the, you know, the the prostitute urination tapes in Moscow. And I need to call Howard really personally and say, hey, man, were you were you saying that as a joke? I didn't read it as a joke, but that's not cool. I don't think it's cool to repeat now something that has been fully discredited and that was used by Democrats to rob Donald Trump, the elected president of the United States, of a of a functional first year in office before everybody caught on to the fact that the whole thing was made up. And even then the Democrats didn't apologize. I mean, I look, I'm as partisan as they come. It's abs- I, I am not voting for Democrats. I don't like their policies. Many of them are personally offensive to me, to be honest with you. I'll just shoot straight with you. Um, Over the years, there's just a different attitude that is it rubs me the wrong way. Sorry, that's just the truth. But I do want to be fair with everybody, Republicans and Democrats, and I do want to hold everybody accountable. And you can hold me accountable if you think I'm on the radio saying something that is a flat out lie. And you especially if you think it's deliberate. Now, I'm telling you, I'm not going to lie to you deliberately. I can't promise you that I won't get tricked. Uh, into saying something that I think is true, but I'm not going to come on the radio and say something's a lie, and that's got to be the standard I have from everybody around me. You know, you can speculate if you want to speculate, just flag it as speculation. But please, when something's been discounted uh, or or proven, and not discounted. I got to be careful with my language here. When something has been proven to be a lie, don't keep repeating it. And I, maybe I misunderstood Howard. Maybe. Maybe he was, maybe it was a joke. Sometimes I misread Democrat jokes. They don't usually have a good sense of humor, let's be honest. So thanks to everybody who came to Politics and Pints last night. It was great to have Governor Wilder there. Maybe, you know, maybe we'll have some other governors come and join us. It's about, you know, 30-minute little interview with Governor Wilder, so I could see one of the future uh, Politics and Pints inviting other governors. Oh, like our next guest. Former Virginia governor, former ambassador to Europe, Jim Gilmore, who is joining us 30 minutes early on this Thursday because we've got the attorney general, Jason Mears, coming in at 835. Governor Gilmore, appreciate you being with us this morning.
2: Well, I'm pleased to give a courtesy to our attorney general, uh, who apparently couldn't come on any other time, but that's okay. I'm yes. happy to have a chance to talk to your listeners.
1: And this is a, this kind of a different audience, different half hour, different audience. So that's, that's how you got to look at it, is exposure to some people who might normally have been off to work. Can I ask you about the headlines today that some Ukrainian general, I think he's one of the lead generals, says that it's a stalemate. There's not going to be a, what did he say, a beautiful breakthrough in the war, uh, Ukraine-Russia. Do you agree that, that it's a stalemate at this point? Is there anything you can see that would, would cause a breakthrough?
2: Well, he's a military officer there, so I wouldn't try to second guess what his thinking is on mm-hmm. the battlefield. But if it is a stalemate, that is actually what uh, I think that Vladimir Putin is playing for. Uh, at uh, strategically, at the at the beginning of this, he was trying to simply take over the entire Ukrainian country, absorb all of its people, all of its resources, take charge of their grain and food resources, take charge of their uh, their exports, and add all that back into Russia, so that he could uh, make a major step in in reaccomplishing the Soviet Empire, the old Soviet Empire. Right. Uh, he has failed in his strategic objective. But he's patient because he is a dictator and he has time. Uh, He has a larger population. So his goal at this point is simply to make it himself not lose. Uh, And yet, meanwhile, the West, because of the counteroffensive, we uh, had hopes that there would be a quick breakthrough and that the matter would be concluded. So at the end of the day, I think Putin's strategy has shifted, as I have predicted over the last two years. uh, Putin has shifted to the point where he is waiting now for the Americans to get either bored or lose heart or not want to participate anymore overseas, this overseas conflict, and quit. At which point, at that point, of course, Putin will prevail because we'll be driving the Ukrainians into a negotiated settlement uh, that would be a bad thing to do. Uh, My answer to you, though, is there's only one answer for strategically what we have to do, and that is to be patient. We didn't win World War II the day after Normandy. Uh, you have to make it so untenable and expensive for the Russians that they abandoned their mission, uh, and that has to be our goal. And before you say, well, you know, how could you ever predict that? Remember, that's happened a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Americans quit Vietnam because we, it wasn't worth it anymore. The same with Iraq, the same with Afghanistan. The Russians quit Afghanistan because it wasn't worth it anymore. It was costing things at home. Uh, and that has to be our strategy, I believe, at this point, uh, to to drive the Russians out of their conquered territory uh, and uh, get them, make them back to being a more civilized country again.
1: The polling, the NBC poll that's out, I guess yesterday, says 41% of Americans now say the U.S. is doing too much, spending too much, and doing too much in Ukraine. That's a big jump from 24% who said that a year ago. And... 33% who believe the U.S. is doing the right amount, which is down from 43%. So if you were talking to that audience, I, we, we do hear you every week, and you've been very consistent about how this the United States must help Ukraine beat back Russia, or Russia will go into other countries. They will feel emboldened. But is there any reason to believe that there is – a change in the next twelve months, I mean I'm not even asking you about what can we do in the next thirty days? Is there any reason to believe that a year from now we're not still sitting here just pouring money to that country?
2: well, we're not pouring money uh, the the uh, anti Ukraine supporters are basically exaggerating the amount of money that Americans are actually giving mm. in terms of our own national security. Uh, The money that we're spending is, is very reasonable in order to protect our interests. Remember strategically what I've been saying for the last couple of years, and that is that America's own safety depends upon the safety of Europe. Not the safety of Europe, but the friendliness of Europe, which we have right now all the way from Western Europe all the way through Eastern Europe. And that's been my experience as ambassador there. Uh, but if the United States decides that we're going to withdraw back within our borders and become more isolationist, uh, then that is a danger to Europe's independence, the danger's friendliness to the United States. Their politics, uh, anti American politics, would be encouraged, uh, and that is a real danger to the United States. Mm-hmm. So strategically, that is the situation that is before us, and we have to be resolute and we have to be strong. All the press at this point for the last year. Has been among the, the Republican isolationists. Uh, now, I think still a majority of the Republican Party uh, feels the way I do uh, that we have uh, that we have an op- opportunity to protect ourselves by being uh, by being supportive of, of Ukraine. Let me say one more thing: the the news today is not about Ukraine at all. You never see anything about Ukraine. What you see now, of course, is the Israeli war, right. and I think none of us believe that uh, that people should be able to intervene into uh, invade Israel and murder over a thousand Israelis for nothing uh, the, the horrible atrocities that were occurred there. But strategically, the the main point here for the United States safety, the main point is Ukraine. Uh, we are going to be supportive of Israel. We should be supportive because that's the same principle The violence and murder should not be the order of the day. Uh, but the strategic point for the United States remains Europe and it remains uh, Ukraine. And furthermore, we have to be very watchful of what's going on in the Pacific. If uh, if America falters here and the wheels start rolling the wrong way, and at that point, there's no reason in the world why the Chinese don't begin to step up tensions in the Pacific uh, because that is the other uh, area. People, by the way, say you can only do one thing at a time. That's completely wrong for the United States. The U.S. is perfectly capable of yeah. dealing with more than one crisis at a time.
1: Well, it's a challenging time and, and maybe even a scary time. And I appreciate you uh, coming on every week to talk through this with us. Uh, former Virginia Governor, former Ambassador Jim Gilmore. Thank you, sir great thank you john it's 8 17 and we'll be back with michael greer take a look at the markets that's kind of scary too i think we'll chat with him in a moment on news radio wrva
0: t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours